afternoon. Um, I spoke to some of you already. Um, my name is uh, Marcus de Vos. Um, I'm working for the University of Copenhagen in Denmark, but I'm not Danish. Um, for uh, you probably can hear, I'm very Dutch. Could be Belgian, but I'm Dutch. Um, yeah, so I'm. Um, <coughs> I've been 12 years in the, in Denmark now. Um, from professionally, I'm a cultural anthropologist, which means for a lot of people, uh, you need to travel, you need to do some research abroad. So I stayed for. Uh, many years in Ghana, in West Africa, uh, worked for the Dutch Embassy, worked for a development organization, worked for some years in China, in India, and in all traveling around, I met my Danish wife. Um, so she dragged me down to Denmark, and then as a partner. So there I came, 12 years ago, to Denmark, um, where I thought this is easy, because I look like a Dane, I could be Danish, didn't speak the language yet, but that's not a problem, I thought. Um, a lot of working experience, speaking different languages, um, but it was an issue. Um, Twelve years ago, um, I was the partner, um, there was no help. Um, most people actually spoke Danish, especially the civil servants. Um, a lot of Danish people, they speak English, but then when you enter civil servant, civil servant world, it was all in Danish, so I had to ask my wife all the time to help me to read my letters. So that was an issue, um, and it was much more harder than I thought it would be. Uh, the good thing of these experiences, if you experience something like that, you realize how important it is for other people after me when they come to Denmark to be able to assist and guide them. And uh, fortunately, that's what I'm doing now professionally as a dual career consultant. Before I give you a lot more information, uh, I would like to tell you that this is the theme of our conference today. And when I read it, Gendering Academic Mobility International Perspectives, <coughs> this kind of fits in, I something happens with my voice, <coughs> this kind of fits in exactly with what we're doing. Um, we are very much aware of the fact of gender. Um, why? Because 90% of the people we are working with are women. I will come back to that. Um, academic, working for the University of Copenhagen. Mobility, I'm mobile myself, but the people we are working with are all partners to international researchers at our university. Um, yeah, and that's the international perspective. So, some definitions. Who is a spouse? The reason why this is there, because I'm going to talk about spouse programs and spouses. I also use the word partner. Um, when I started five years ago to start with our program at the university, I needed to find a name. I needed to find a name to basically capture everybody who is, who is a partner to an international researcher. <coughs> so then I thought, let us call it the Dual Careers Partner Network. Maybe so, oh, people don't know what you mean. Uh, there are spouse networks. People are working with partners. We call it spouse network. Um, my um, misconception of the word spouse, I just thought, okay, if you use it spouse, in my world those days, don't get me wrong, it was coffee drinking women. And the people we are working with are everybody, people joining international researchers. So either they are coffee drinking women, or extremely hard career women, or men, or even parents. For us it's most important a researcher moves his mobile, and somebody comes along. Men, women, parents, we don't care. Those people we are helping. 
long discussion, but in the end we ended up calling it the Dual Career Spouse Network because that's what a lot of people understood it would be. So now you kind of have the setting. Dual career, the way we use it, in the 60s in the US of A, a lot of organizations or universities started offering dual career services or read dual hiring. You hire one and two people. That's not what we do at all. We offer dual career services, meaning the international research is coming to Denmark and we assist whoever is coming along. We don't have two jobs in a cupboard. We don't have jobs lying around because everybody at the university gets a job who is most yeah, uh, best, whatever, who, who fits best to the job. As we heard this morning, uh, it's not necessarily the case, but that's, mm -hmm. that's all what we say. So this is, uh, these are some definitions. So I'm working for the largest university of Scandinavia. That's what we say. Um, are there any Americans here? No? That's a shame, because normally we say, we started before Columbus came to your country. <laughs> so we are a very old and traditional university. We have a lot of students, a lot of employees. We have eight Nobel Prizes. Uh, this is not a very positive thing to say, because the last Nobel Prize we got was in 1984. So it's time for a new one. And ranking... We have a professor from Harvard working at our university. We're very proud of that. And he's, he hates this. Either you put number one, or you don't put ranking. <laughs> anyway, I'm not from Harvard, so in, in this case, I think we are proud, sixth in Europe, 30th in the world on Leiden ranking. So, mobility. This is the top nine of international researchers at our university. Um, and these are not guest professors, this, these are people having a working contracts at our university. So, Germany, UK, Sweden, Italy, Spain, China, US, France, and India. So, the diverse group. And who are we? This is me. Yay. This, is, this is my colleague Mary. I come back to her and my other colleagues. I work for international staff mobility. For people who love organizational diagrams, this is a university. Ta -da. A lot of faculties, classical university. This is kind of the umbrella, the HR umbrella. A lot of researchers, they hate it. It just costs money, very ineffective. <clears throat> but now we are cutting in costs and we tell the researchers, okay, now you have to do this and this and this yourself. Ah, oh, that they don't like. So they, they, they kind of stop telling this story about ineffective administration umbrella. But that's where we are, right here, International Staff Mobility. We are 13 people and we are working with a lot of different things. Basically what we do, we write all the working contracts in English for the international researchers and give advice on pension and tax and all practical matters. And besides that, we advise on living and working in Denmark. Um, when researchers move abroad, we try to advise them um, international faculty service and dual career spouse network. Coming back to that. So, I would like to show you a film because you said interaction would be nice. It's coming right now. This is where we work. And I hope you can, I mean, we are in the UK, so I, I, we tend to say that we have the same kind of cynical humor sometimes. So it, it's, it's over the top movie. I hope you understand it. But it gives you a picture where we work. Everything you see here is for all international employees and family. And I keep on stressing that because that's, that's the way we work. Everything is for the researchers 
and family. Family could also be parents, kids, husband, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, the whole thing. So, let's see if it works. Mm, maybe it was already here. I hope the sound works. Yeah, it does. This is the international house, this is where it all happens, and I will be your guide today. So, let's go in. Hello, and welcome to the international house. I'm an employee of the municipality of Copenhagen, so I can help you with your CPR registration, your health insurance, and basically give you information about how to live in Denmark. We're also the tax office here. Welcome! Thank you very much, Pia. So, let's continue. This is reception area where we welcome people. And the next office you can help about learning Danish. Because in Denmark, during the first three years, it's all free to learn Danish. Now we reach the first floor, and this is where different organizations actually are. And my friends of work in Denmark, they are here. And let's see if they are actually here today. And um, let's go into this office. Welcome! Yes, they are right. Hi David. Hello. Hi. Um, could you tell me a bit more about work in Denmark? What are you doing? Yes, of course. Well, work in Denmark is free of charge public service and the Ministry of Employment. We help Danish companies with finding highly skilled professionals abroad. And we help highly skilled professionals seeking new opportunities in Denmark to make the right match. And we have uh, spouse programs where we offer spouse help, uh, job seeking courses for accompanying spouses. David, thank you very much. Bye-bye. And this is Trine. Hi. And Trine, she's working for... Yeah, Trine, you can yeah. tell it yourself. I'm working for the city of Copenhagen, and uh, we do a lot to welcome people to Copenhagen. So we have a lot of events where you can learn about how to be volunteer, the political system in Copenhagen. <laughs> And then we have our welcome reception, where we offer a welcome to the town and we serve pancakes. So mm, when nice. you yeah, so when you reach the international house, you came to the right place in town. It's really fantastic. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. So now we continue one floor up. So now we reach the next floor. This is where the researcher guest house is. There are 31 rooms where people can stay up like up to a month or a few days. Let me find this one, I think it's open. Let me try. Yes, let's go in. So this is one of the rooms. This is a family room, four beds. And I would also like to show you something of the view. You can see View Copenhagen. There you can see a park. Um, there's a lot of green stuff in Copenhagen. A church in the background and of course some traffic as in any other big city. So yeah, this is the Researcher Guest House. Oh, welcome to Researcher Guest House! Yeah, thank you, thank you. So let's continue, thank you, uh, to the next floor, which is International Staff Mobility. And finally, this is where I work. University of Copenhagen, International Staff Mobility. So let's have a look if some of my colleagues maybe are around. Mm, I think Eva must be here. Hi Eva. Welcome! 
Hi. Hi. Could you please tell me a bit more what ISM is doing? Well, ISM is primarily giving support and assistance to all the international researchers that arrive here in Copenhagen. And we help them with all the HR things like working residence permits and taxations and pensions and whatnot. And we also do a lot of um, other things. As as um, events and fun stuff for following family and the researchers too. Perfect. Yeah, thanks. Have a nice day. Thanks. So this is basically where I work. Oh, something else is going on here. <laughs> Just to show you, oh, yes, does it work? Can you see it? Yeah. This is basically just to give you an impression where we are and what we do. Um, we really like the collaboration with the municipality of Copenhagen with work in Denmark. So there is a lot of a lot of things are in place, and the focus is also there on spouses, which is good for the university because we don't have to do everything ourselves, and we collaborate with them. So, this is where our office is, um, and now dual career services. Before I'm going to talk about what we actually do, how, how do we assist these spouses or these partners, I would like you to talk with each other, just two minutes. Imagine you are a partner. So you are a partner and your partner is coming to the University of Copenhagen to work. What do you need? The reason why I ask you to kind of tap into the idea of what the possibilities are, I present what we do. Afterwards, I would like to hear you saying, oh, this, this, this we actually need and you don't have it. Because I'm also here to learn from your experiences. So imagine you're going to move to Copenhagen. You are the partner. What do you need? So two minutes, discuss it with each other. Yeah? So now keep keep have, keep on having this in your in your mind and see if kind of we offer something you need. When we're done, I really would like to hear if we are some missing something out or things you actually need we don't offer. Yeah. So our dual career services. Yep. This is uh, Mary, and this is me. Um, people call us M and M. It's, uh, it's just, that's just how it is. Mary and Mark, Mark and Mary. I started this program five years ago and uh, it was an issue. Just, I mean, just think about the word spouse. That's where it started. What words do we use? How could we um, get closer to those partners? Because we hire a lot of people. We have around 2,000 international researchers, but how do we know who their partners and spouses are? So it took a long time it's, it's, you know, it's a huge university, we have 9,000 employees, so it took like 10 months to change the application form. So now when we hire somebody, we say congratulations, you got a job, what is your name, what is, where do you live, do you have a partner? Yes, email address. So we get all the email addresses of the partners, so now we can send a mail directly to them, which is very effective, but when we started, nothing of that was there. 
So in management, they like the fact that we are doing, so when I said, okay, it doesn't work out with one person, we need to hire somebody else, I could hire somebody else, and we hired Mary, yay. She came out of the air as an angel. Uh, she knows I'm saying this, so it's not a... Uh, and the reason why I'm saying this is because, I mean, personally, we get along very well, but I was also looking for somebody not like myself, because when you hire somebody, it's so easy to hire somebody like yourself, but we are talking a lot to the partners, and um, I'm a man, and I thought, let's then hire a woman, because then when the partners need to talk to somebody, some like to talk to a man, some to a woman, or some, they don't care. So let's hire a woman. I was not allowed to say it out loud, because you're not allowed to say I want to have a woman, but that's what we thought. And she is extremely Danish, and I'm not, so that's another plus. And she has a huge connection to the uh, business company world in Denmark, which I didn't have so much. And a lot of these things are about job and work. So there was a great combination. So we hired her three years ago. So now it's only us two people and we use around 1.2 people a year, because we also do some other things. So what do we do? We have a huge job focus, because when I started, I thought, okay, I've been working with partner programs in my former job, but still I thought these are researchers, a lot of these partners are researchers, we need to find out what do they need. A lot of these people, the partners, they are actually ac academics and they would like to work. So we have a huge job focus and we start by offering a one-to-one, -one, and this is especially Mary doing this, we have 180 one-to-ones a year which means the partner comes to Denmark and we invite them by this email and we invite them by uh, offering them a one-to-one. -one. They come to the international house, sit down in Mary and she's just asking them, who are you? What are your wishes? The reason why we start like that, because some people, they really think they need to work because they need to work. And after the who are you talk, after one and a half hours, they are actually fine staying at home with the kids for the first one and a half years, learning Danish and then entering the job market. Other people, they realize, oh, I didn't know my job was so important for me, I need to find a job tomorrow. And that's what we are helping with. So a huge job focus and the one-to-ones are very important. The partners, they need to feel that they, are at, that they are welcome to Denmark. So we focus on them and not on the researchers. We also tell them, like, come to us, this is your place. You shouldn't ask questions through your partner. You can do it to us or to people, to our colleagues. Um, and then we have a lot of networking and courses. I will come back to that. So the one-to-one -one sessions, these are just um, yeah, spouses we helped in the, in the past. It's a nice background. Um, individual career counseling. Um, basically what happens is that people, they call, they come and visit us and they say, oh, I have a job interview tomorrow. Oh, I don't know what to apply. Oh, this is my CV, can look at it? That's what we are helping with. Um, to finding out, yeah, what are your comp competencies? Because some of these people we're working with, they have um, a PhD and they have a postdoc and then suddenly they move. As I told you before, 90% of the people we are working with are women, which, um, yeah, it's just a fact. And many of these women, also some men, they suddenly come to Denmark and realize, oh, I, I never applied for a job, it just happened. I just got a PhD, I applied for it, but that was easy. Now I got postdoc, it was also easy, but now I have to apply. I don't even have a CV. So that's what we are helping them with. 
besides that people also realize that it's changed maybe from academic to private industry because now suddenly they realize this is an opportunity for me I want to try something else let me then try it now um, we gave them feedback on CV and cover letter very practical um, job interview coaching so when people then finally get to an interview we train them what to say and what to do because even I mean Europe is a tiny area but it's so different when you just move from Germany to Denmark there are a lot of different things you need to be aware of when you apply for jobs your CV looks different your letter looks different you have to say other things especially when you're an academic when you write an application to Denmark you have to write something personal you have to write something for example I like reading and give an example of a good book for most academics it sounds ridiculous but those are the things people are learning um, two days ago I spoke to um, a woman from the States and when we told this to her she said I'm refusing this I am not going to write this is this now gender comes in is it just because I'm a woman uh, <laughs> no and that that's our issue like we work so much with gender but we are not kind of aware of it so when she said it I thought oh is is this a Am I, is it because I'm a man? No, it's ridiculous. I told her that it's ridiculous because I tell this to everybody. Male, I don't care, men, women. You just need to write something about yourself. That's what people like when you go to an interview. It's just because I'm a woman. No, I mean, just write something about your experience in Finland. I mean, I'm not asking you to write something about cooking or taking care of kids. That's, it, uh, no, that's interesting. So it can also be about my my seven years in Finland. Yes. Okay. And that's interesting with this because she was very focused on, oh, I'm the partner, I'm a woman. I don't want to end up in this, oh, I'm the coffee drinking spouse corner. And that's something we should be aware of because we should also tell, tell it to them. Like, you're here because you're a professional, you need to find a job, and we're helping you with that. And in Denmark, you start writing about something about yourself. Sorry, Mark, you've only got five minutes. Five minutes? Networking, LinkedIn, <laughs> Skype coaching. You know, very practical issues. this we can do for you and the international house you've seen so what are these things there in international house because it's great there's so much to offer but it's also overwhelming in the beginning and then a lot of practical questions this is from I don't know is there a dog or a cat sitter in this town to I don't know, practical things about kids so what do the spouses say about our services and this is very important for us because the management they want to see results the results cannot only be how many people got jobs why because maybe the job is not important for everybody so for us it's more important to show the management are they happy with what we do yes they are so what do we do i have four minutes left so international career spouse lunches every single month Basically, what we try to do is we try to invite people from some externals, from companies, HR people, other universities, so people they can get information. How do I apply for a job and where are the jobs? Kids events every second month, a lot of different things. Spouse Job Seekers Network, which is nice because we would like to activate the spouses themselves. So we don't do anything here. The spouses organize this themselves around 15 spouses twice a month 
they meet about job search. And they are responsible for everything. Finally, the International Dual Career Spouse Network. We started this in Copenhagen and I give you some more information about it right here. IDCN started in Switzerland. They have three in Zurich, Basel and Lake Geneva. Three, um, how do you call it? Three Branch. departments, Branches. yeah, Branches. branches. And we started the one in Copenhagen. I can give you a lot of information for the people who are really interested. I put some information here. Oh, great. Um, this is about spouses. They need to get experience. They need to get a network. So once every second month, they organize an event. Yay, Denmark. These are, before I continue, these are the companies now part of IDCN in Copenhagen. Huge companies. I sound like Trump sometimes. Huge companies. <laughs> it's huge, you know. Anyway, as you can see, every single second month, there is an event in one of these companies. A company open. They open their doors, but the spouses do all the work. So the spouses, they say, okay, this is a this is an event. What is the topic? They decide it. Who who uh, who sends the invitations? Who makes the invitation invitations? They decide. And this is great for them because they, they get a network with all these companies and they also get some practical things to do on their CV. And they get a network and they, they really <coughs> like this. They are very active and it's very professional. So we started one year ago. We have 16 member organizations. We had five events by now. We have five partner committees. In each committee we have two spouses. They are from all these different companies, member companies. So they also meet spouses from other companies. It's not only the universities we have spouses. Nova Nordisk, Mask, Vestas, they also have spouses. So that's where they meet and that's where they organize their work. They work very professional and we don't do so much there. Their benefits, networking, volunteering, and help in a job search. The companies, they are partners here because they can also see it's a pool of talent. And that's also what we think is very important to show everybody. Like these spouses, they just don't come <coughs> out. These spouses, they are extremely resourceful and Sometimes I'm really ashamed that some of these people are still without a job because they can do so much. Fortunately, a lot of these companies, they realize that and think, wow, this is a great talent pool. I need to get my fingers in that. So that's great for us. Result right now after one year, 234 people in the spouse database, 12 people got a job, nine got internships. Just coming back to our spouse network at the university, we have 400 people in our database. So we work with 400 spouses. Eurexis, so now I've been talking about Copenhagen University, IDCN, I have two minutes left. I can see you're looking. Less than two. <laughs> One. Um, we are part of Eurexis, your uh, researchers in motion. They are trying to do things, workshops, events for researchers, mobile researchers. We are part of it because we are also in some projects working with the spouses yeah there's also some information there um, yeah the time constraints I this is the last thing I showed yeah yeah please um, because it's a conclusion and I think it's important please, please, yeah. um, I think basically it should be better if seven or eight spouses were here telling their story but that would be too costly but I try to bring some of them here um, what do they get out of it so what, did, what do the spouses say themselves what they get out of our work in the dual career spouse network? 
One is, of course, centered about applying for jobs and working in Denmark. But that's something they don't know yet, and that's something we are helping them with. So what else do they get out of it? Basically, people, they say, who am I and what can I offer? Because you need to realize when you move, you give up your job, it does a lot of things with you. Um, and yeah, you are nodding. That's what you've been talking about this morning, right? I mean, it does a lot with your identity. So, um, yeah, she learned trying to get a bit of your, out of your comfort zone because it does pay back in the end. That's what she learned. Um, this is a bit more serious. Lost identity, remembering who I actually was, had to offer. I mean, some people, they really, they go down. Because their identity was just, they took it for granted. Like, oh, this, I'm, a, I'm this person, I'm living in this country, this is my partner, this is my job. You're not in your country anymore, the partner is still there, they're very busy, your job is gone, and it does something with you. So, um, Roberta, she changed from um, academia to industry. She got a job in two months, extremely uh, surprisingly, but really great for her. So she's uh, a very happy person, and according to her, she's more happy than she ever was. She thought she would be an academic, and she loves to work in a private company now. That would never have happened for her if she wouldn't have been mobile, because she would just continue in academic jobs. Yeah, And also this one, the crossroad. No job, what to do. And finally, Family dynamics, um, and this is also a serious thing. When you're mobile, your life is different. So some people are happy, slappy like this one. Yay, my husband is my best friend and we get so much closer. And some people, they divorce. Which, after five years, maybe was a great thing because they wasn't a good fit. But we're working with a lot of issues here. And um, this is more about her kids. Take advantage of everything what Copenhagen has to offer because we are a very friendly, family-friendly environment and it's perfect for April having two kids. So, that was it. This is just my bubble of uh, future hope that imagine, right? If you, if you think about 90% of the people we're working with are females or are women, 10% are men, but it doesn't fit to the reality. Like when we do the Skype interviews, when we have couples, heterosexual couples, very often when they move, then the man just stays at the home country and try to find a job from there, and we try to help them with, through Skype, while women, they just follow and do the hard, the hard stuff in Copenhagen. So my, my future hope is that because of these dual career programs, Maybe there are some men who think, okay, there's so much help in the new city from us that maybe I just take the jump as well and move down, do the hard part there, instead of she's moving and I'm staying at home. So that's kind of the, the wish. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.